Money magnet. It sounds very intriguing. Is that something that we can actually become? In my conversation today with Dan Mangena, we're going to talk about how do you actually use your very own money DNA and discover your unique power to allow you to actually become that magnet, especially money magnet, that you've always wanted in order to create the financial abundance. Join me on this conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Did you know that you can actually have the power to attract all the wealth that you've ever wanted and needed? Our guest today is Dan Mangena, writer, a fellow podcaster, motivational speaker, and a coach who actually helps people discover their very own money DNA and align that with their unique powers. Today, Dan is going to teach us how we can start to work on ourselves to become those money magnets that we always wanted. So first of all, Dan, I'm so, so excited and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for having me. Um, the listeners may not be privy to the green room activities and adventures, but we we made it. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. We put all of our powers to, uh, you know, to attract yeah. us in the right space. So that's exactly. awesome. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'd love for you to kind of kick off our chat today with uh, sharing with our listeners a little bit about your story and how mm-hmm. did you just become interested in this topic? Because it's quite different. Yeah. Um, so I actually made my first million when I was 19 years old. And then I, I promptly lost everything within a year. And then I went off and made money again. And then I lost everything again. <laughs> um, so I figured out that I, I had some of the pieces of the puzzle together, but something was missing. Um, and then my journey through various winding roads, a topic for another time, led me to understand that the accumulation or the attraction or creation of anything is multidimensional. Uh, often you see people getting an amazing strategy, but two people can have an amazing strategy. For one person, it does something. For the other person, it doesn't. Some people say, I went to this amazing course or I got this great coach or I read this amazing book. For some people, it works and some people, it doesn't. Some people will go and see their favorite shaman and do their energy clearing or they'll go and get some special meditation and it'll work. And for some people, it doesn't. And what I found over the last, I don't know, well, I've been in this game for about 20 years-ish, but particularly my journey into discovering these nuances has been since about 2009-ish. Over that time, I've come to see that it's understanding and addressing these different layers that leads to not just predictable, but sustainable success. Yeah, um, I do agree with you because I, and also the work that I do is a little bit more technical in terms mm-hmm. of like, 
you know, here are the hardcore numbers. This is what you need to have in your bank account in order mm-hmm. for the, you know, things in life to work, whether you want to retire, you want to buy a house, like that, mm-hmm. that's the work I do. So that's why I'm really interested in our conversation today and particularly um, the topic of financial abundance. So maybe mm-hmm. we can start to just like simply defining what it is mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. our listeners. So I, I got a diagram that I use called the abundance triangle. What the abundance triangle and the abundance pyramid does is it goes through four layers that I really invite people to look at. The, the stages that we move through on the way to what I call abundance. And if I explain those, you'll get where abundance fits in. So the first is scarcity. Now, some people think that scarcity is not having enough money, but there are people, I'm sure as you know, that will have plenty of money, but they're still in scarcity. For me, scarcity is when you're either physically, mentally, or emotionally incapable of meeting your financial needs. So you could have a great income, but it could cost you burnout, or it could cost you emotional well-being or mental well-being. There are people that aren't making that much money that aren't in scarcity because they're able to live within their means. The next step then is stability. Stability is when your needs are met both uh, uh, not just men, not just financially, but also mentally and emotionally and physically as well. So you're able to, you've got a job that or income that meets your needs, but then there's no additional taxation such as burnout, um, mental health issues, health issues, and so on and so forth. The next step for me is freedom. And freedom is still stability, but the difference between stability and freedom is that at the freedom level, your income that meets that st- those stability needs doesn't require your time and energy. So this could be maybe you've got a real estate portfolio or maybe you've got investments that cover those needs. Above that then is what I call abundance. When all my needs are met and I have overflow, I have surplus, I have more than my needs. And that's where abundance comes in. So in, in, in the work that you do, um, and mm-hmm. we're talking about, because I mean, there's, again, going back to what I do is like, okay, here's how you need, how much money you need to save. This is mm-hmm. how much, you know, less you need to spend because that's going to, you know, make all this, you know, add up at the, you know, at the bottom of your spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about like, so, cause the, this is the work that you do internally, right? If I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the most part, but there's also an external as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people, for example, for whom spending time with you might be the thing that brings them back into mental and emotional stability because they can get a handle on their numbers. I don't believe that any one of these pieces is more or less important than the other. And that's where perhaps I differ from some of my peers that talk about manifesting, quote unquote, or abundance, quote unquote. A lot of the guys that I see, you know, touting their stuff on Instagram, they're saying, you know, come and do your money blocks and everything's going to work out. Well, what about the actions? What about the habits and behaviors? You know, it doesn't matter how up my spiral I am or how abundant I feel if I don't have habits and behaviors mm-hmm. uh, aligned with abundance, then I'm going to end up broke at some point or in stress. So it's bringing all of that together. Right. And that's what I wanted to like, just kind of get to. It's not like, okay, I'm just going to sit in peace here and all, no, all no, of the no, stuff no. is just going to like, oh, no, and that's probably where, 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 again, where I differ because yeah, we get tactical. My, my signature program is called Micro to Millions. And, and there we actually, we've got like a framework, we've got tactical strategies that we use to get from zero to a million plus, wherever you want to go. And the people that follow it, some stop at six figures, some stop when they get to freedom, and some do go all the way and, and, and beyond. But every single one of them understand that there is, number one, what's my framework? Does that framework work for me? 
Number two, what's my strategy for the steps, the micro shifts that I'm going to go through, those baby steps? What mindset do I need at these different levels? The mindset of someone going from scarcity to stability is going to be very different for the one going from freedom to abundance or even beyond abundance. And then the strategies. Someone that's coming to you, for example, to work on moving into financial freedom is going to be very different strategies that someone that's going to be getting from scarcity and getting things tucked up so they can get into stability. We're all at different places. We all have different nuances, different uh, different archetypes, what we call the money DNA. When all that comes together, that's when we can start to move with more flow, um, with less stress mm-hmm. through these stages to wherever it is we want to be. Mm-hmm. So money DNA, what what does what entails that? Can you mm-hmm. uh, find some light on to what, what, how do you define that? Sure. I always love to use the example of, of my son. So my son's seven months next week at the time of recording, right? My wife's blonde hair, blue-eyed Russian. I'm brown-skinned, brown-eyed, black-haired, um, black-British, right? So the combination of DNA could throw up anything, right? He could have blue eyes, he could have brown eyes, he could have green eyes, he could have light brown eyes, he could, who knows? He could have blonde hair, he could have brown hair, he could have black hair. Who knows how dark he's going to be? We don't know, right? But here's the thing. We also don't have to do anything to elicit that outcome. His DNA is going to automatically roll out into whatever his visible makeup is. Just so it turns out he's ending up with sort of light brownish hair. He's got brown eyes and he's kind of like caramel skin, but he does get a lot of sun. Okay. <laughs> My wife was very upset. She was hoping that he'd have blue eyes. It didn't work out. No, because my, my my stepdaughter's also got brown eyes, so it's like <laughs> she didn't she didn't, get, she didn't get her blue eyes anyway. But yeah. but the thing is, is it's the same I found over the last twenty years. I've been in personal development, in mindset, esoterics, mysticism. Where we end up financially unfolds with no matter what we do to try and fight where we're at. That DNA always leads out to our financial situation. And what I found time and time again is when we start to tweak that money DNA, the financial situation changes a lot more flow. We see people go from being in stress and not knowing what they're doing to getting things done. We see people going from struggling businesses to successful businesses, people going from they don't know what they're doing with their life to being millionaires. We've seen it time and time again when we address what's going on with the DNA. And that's what's going on with uh, we use a different spectrum of archetypes. We use a different spectrum of uh, behavioral traits that we we see with people, uh, natural aptitudes, things that people enjoy, pe- things that people are, um, are pushing against. We map this all out and then we can work with them to then work out, okay, which of these traits are leading to what we want? Which ones are standing in the way of what we want? Then we tweak those things standing in the way and then we find that things unfold really quickly from there. Yeah, it's interesting. I like the I like the example of your uh, that you give, but I, I'm I'm also kind of thinking like, well, um, just like with DNA, you don't really have a choice because there's genetics that <laughs> that do the mm-hmm. work, right? Yeah. Um, unlike also, and that could like translate to all right. Well, this is what you were given in life, right? Mm-hmm. This is your situation, right? Mm-hmm. It's like those genetics. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with it, right? How do you make exactly? And right? so the thing that the difference is. We think that we've got more control over where we're at with our money DNA than we actually do. We're operating at the unconscious level as much as 97% of the time. 70%, I think it is, of our unconscious programs were fed to us between the ages of two and seven. We weren't mm-hmm. sitting down and, and grafting out our DNA, our money DNA. It was imprinted. So we still 
I mean, when I look at people, when we look at um, one of the things we use, for example, is um, uh, the four tendencies to look at how people deal with um, uh, expectation of them. So Gretchen Rubin's work on, on four tendencies. It's like those behavioral patterns are going to be a combination of what happened with your childhood environment, what happened going into your hormonal teen years, different if you experienced the trauma that pushed you into a certain direction. So you didn't have a say in it, but you do have the opportunity. There's a range of modalities we can use for even deeply rooted unconscious programmed things. But then there are also behavioral DNA traits. People that, for example, more spendthrifts. Okay, you're more of a spendthrift. Well, you can learn good money hygiene. That's possible. So there are aspects of it. There are aspects of that we use certain of the modalities and archetypes we use are hardwired because they're based around like numerology and we use human design as well. Um, but we then using that to optimize. So the things that are hardwired in, we, we optimize our way around it. For a lot of these um, environmental, environmentally impressed DNA um, aspects, then we look at where we can tweak and, and, and shift them. Yeah, you know, and I face this quite a bit too with clients. You just brought up something like some some people just simply outstay. I'm you know I, I'm a saver. I never um, always mm-hmm. worry about spending money. Others are like, no, I just you know I, I spend. I don't mm-hmm. think about saving. So like, mm-hmm. I want to kind of talk a little bit about the beliefs, right? Because some mm-hmm. some of us like have these strong beliefs, and you I've heard this quite a bit already from guests um, on you know on this podcast so far in terms mm-hmm. of like. When do these seeds really get into our subconscious mm-hmm. mind, right? Or like the environment we come from, the the parents, mm-hmm. and all of that. So, all of like, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, how, like, what what are some of the steps or tools you can start to put in place um, to make these shifts that you're talking about? So, again, where I perhaps differ from other people is that I don't believe that there's a cookie cutter approach. I do not believe there's a one size fits all approach at all. Because different people are going to have those beliefs coming from a different route and they're going to be staying for a different reason. And a lot of times people look at a surface belief and they think that's what it actually is, but there's actually probably something underneath that's feeding it. So we tend to go and dig in and get to the source and then address the source. One of the things, that are a Danism that we've got is that the mind doesn't lose and the environment doesn't lie. So the environment is a perfect reflection of what's going on with the beliefs and with the inner mental environment. And that doesn't lose. The unconscious mind moves at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind. So when someone's coming in and they're looking at the surface, oh, this is my limiting belief. Oh, I'm going to go and get my chakras cleared or what have you. Well, first of all, we need to address what's underneath. We need to speak to the unconscious in the language that it understands. And we need to address your particular root cause in a language that your mind understands in a way that's going to be uh, be of, of service to you. So another thing that we use is love language. Why do we use love languages? Because our love language is how we receive positive and uplifting messages. That's how they're communicated to us. So when we understand our love language, then we can actually use that as a route to make sure that the message that we're transmitting to your unconscious mind is received, accepted, and actually gets rooted in there. So there's different tricks that we use, but it's always going to be individualized. We've got general sweeping ones that people that maybe enter into our our lower tier programs and stuff like that will, will, will get a handle on. But ultimately, we're going to be encouraging people to get to know themselves enough to see how and where to apply these different strategies to themselves. Because one of the reasons why I find people don't get move forward, they don't get it done, is because they're trying to apply a strategy that will work for someone else. That's not going to work for them. Mm-hmm. No, it's, and, and it does make a lot of sense that it's it's not like a cookie cutter approach. Here's like you go, you do these five steps, and you're gonna you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get to where it is that you want to. <laughs> Sometimes, exactly. and I think you, you talk 
Yeah, I think you talk about this in in some of your materials. It's like, okay, you know, some people really get stuck in these like in this like learning mode. Like you, yeah, you, you, you attend class after class. Kind of, yeah, I wanted to get to that. Like, <laughs> you, 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 and I, I also see like this with like the actual technical side of the finances, like the books you read and spreadsheets you create. But it's like it's like you you like literally like a, you know like a squirrel right on that field, like running running trying to get. Never get out. So, mm-hmm. like, what are what do you guys do? And, and when you start to recognize, or is that one of those things that people can like say, "Is that me?" How do you identify that? Like, is that one of the first steps? And even That's just gonna be one of the first this? things. I mean, th- you know, this is the kind of stuff that we cover in our free content, just to give people something to start moving the needle, right? Because what we always invite people to do is to ask the intentionality behind any action. So if I'm going to go and read another book, I'm going to ask myself, what am I intending to get from this book? How is this book leading me closer to my my goal? And if it's not leading me closer, then I don't do it. Now, if I'm in perpetual planning loop, then another book probably isn't going to add anything. So when I have that honest conversation with myself, oh, what am I reading this book for? And we we practice we teach people to do to challenge everything as up to seven levels. So what do I want to read this book for? Okay, what's underneath that? What's underneath that? What's underneath that? And you'll generally find that a perpetual planning loop person will find, oh, goodness, what was really happening is as I was doing this to distract myself, or I was doing this so that I can avoid this, or I was doing this because it takes me over here and it doesn't take me over there. Now, don't get me wrong. All of this demands honesty with yourself. It demands a fearlessness to, to face those challenges. But I'm sure you know as well as I do, unless somebody's got these qualities anywhere, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to, you're going to stay in the same place. So anyone that really wants it and applies this, just challenging it a few levels deep, really examining what am I doing this for? You're going to avert a lot of that perpetual planning loop. Yeah, it. I know it's it's it sounds simple, right? Like oh, that's not me, or this me, like done, fixed it. But at the end, at the end of the day, there's there's more to that. So yeah. what if someone um, doesn't follow? doesn't doesn't see themselves that way i i like your seven levels deep i've um there's the the why i don't know if it's the yeah. same question but it's like yeah why well, do you want it? Birds. yeah do you, do you okay we use that mm-hmm. quite a bit with like when somebody set financial goals okay well mm-hmm. i want a a million dollars right like mm-hmm. financial goals are really uh usually have the date attached to them and they're really specific with with the dollars or whatever your currency is right amounts and mm-hmm. so like okay great but why and then, you know, they, they throw out a response. You go, okay, what, why is that? So I, I love mm. to like kind of dig deep with that because it really mm-hmm. gets to the core. And so sometimes it's like, it's not a million dollars you want. It's something yeah. else, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. in your, <laughs> in our we, mind kind of gets And to understanding that. that why really helps as well because we had someone, um, she's in one of my programs and we're looking at her financial freedom figure. She's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I said, what? She goes, oh. My financial freedom figure is $100,000 a month. I said, your financial freedom figure is $100,000 a month? She goes, yeah, I'm never going to be financially free and all of this. Anyway, I said to her, look, just do this. Go and write down everything that you want to do and then do some research and see what it costs. And you know what? It turned out to be like $3,500 a month. (laughs) She had in her head, she needed like 100 grand a month, $1.2 million a year. And actually financial freedom for her was less than 4,000. So now that's yeah. that stuck yeah. state that she would have been in before. And people have done this all the time, as much I'm sure as you do. When you actually put some numbers to it, you say, oh, it's not really that big a deal. I can actually probably do this. And then we can move on and actually do it. 
So, so let's talk a little bit, but like, so why do we have this disconnect? Like in this example that you just gave with one of your uh, students in the program, like, mm-hmm. why is it like in this example, in reality, right? Like there's this re- disconnect between reality and what actually is happening in our, in our mind. Mm-hmm. Well, for the connection to come, Anna, we need to be taught to have that connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, coming back to what you do every day, how much of what you're teaching people is basic stuff? That they're grown-ups now and have never learned to do. Because we're not, oh, we're not, we're not taught to do that. <laughs> we're not taught well, to do true. that. We're not taught to think for ourselves. We're not taught to, to lead. We're not taught to look after ourselves. We're taught to wait behind it. I mean, look at what happened with, with the pandemic. A lot of people, where's my stimulus check? Where's my PPP? Where's my idol? They're not thinking strategically, what can I do? How can I pivot? Have an, where's my handout? Where's my unemployment? The uproar when the unemployment ended. Now I get it. People were hurting and they needed help. But if more people were had a bit more ingenuity, had a bit more creativity, had a bit more gusto, then we'll probably find there's more people creating value. And then only those that really needed the help would be getting the help. Don't get me wrong. I know some people desperately do need the help. But, you know, someone that's responsible, responsible will do their best first and see what they can do by themselves, not jumping straight to a handout. But that's what we're taught to do. So this idea of freedom is beyond people. We're taught you go to school, go to high school, go to college, get a job, maybe yes. get a promotion, maybe change another company, wait till you're 65, 70, then you retire, then you can be free. Whereas the idea of freedom being so far away, when we bring it down and say, hang on a minute, you can be free now. I mean, we help people do it in two, three, four, five, six months. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's not true. That's a scam, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. It's just a shift. Your freedom figure is probably less than you think it is. The opportunities to actually create that freedom are probably there. You've probably got unutilized, under, underutilized assets that you can use to even pivot around and, and tap into new opportunities and get to freedom. But it's bringing a different perspective, bringing the opportunity to look through a new set of eyes that we find is making a difference because we're just not taught to do it. Yeah, we're not, and I agree with you. I've been, I've been saying that. I, I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've come from that. You've come from that. Where all of these things you're. Uh, the life circumstances force you to to learn, right? If you go yeah. through pain, mm-hmm. um, yourself, then you like, okay, there's there's a better way. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's a way to do this differently. And so, mm-hmm. um, what if we if we were to give our listeners, you know, one like main takeaway? Because we started with the conversation of how do we become these money magnets, right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, money isn't what you really need. It's mm-hmm. the connecting these dots. Yeah. Um, so what's like one main takeaway for us uh, today? I think really just to, to come back to actually having an, a clear vision of what that financial goal is and what you want it for. You know, again, we, we have people that came in, they thought they wanted to be millionaires. They get into it and realize, oh, hang on a minute. I mean, I've seen people get to like 20 grand and be like, oh, I'm really happy now. We had this one woman, she comes into the program, gusto, start smashing through it, gets to a certain point manages to buy this little boat and she had her little boat off the in the harbor in british columbia uh, just off vancouver victoria i don't think it's called and then she was painting it cost her like nothing to dock her boat and she's happy like ridiculously happy with her life when she came into it thinking she needed something big there are some people going for something big that needs something smaller some people going for something smaller that really being called for something bigger when you have that direction then you can start to look at, okay, what's standing in my way? What support do I need? 
Who do I need to help me keep my money going together? But none of that matters if I don't know where I'm going and why. Yeah, it's really crucial. It's hard, and it's hard too for my work um, mm-hmm. when when folks are not like clear. You know, they don't have that vision. They're not mm-hmm. thinking. They're just more operating more. And like that, I think that that first one of the first phases you described the scarcity, scarcity. level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you know, level where they're at, and mm-hmm. it's hard to like shift them into because it's always like preservation mode. Like you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I, I'm also intrigued to, uh, for you to share a little bit about the 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 book you have, the mm-hmm. Money Game. I think it's called. Yeah, um, Money so Game. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe our yeah. listeners would be interested in exploring. <laughs> mm-hmm. So one of the core ideas behind Money Game is that um, when we're looking at the mountain of our goal, very rarely have we have we gone up that mountain. You know, you've got people that say, "I want to be financially free. I want to retire well. I want this. I want that." but there's no connectivity between where they are and the outcome. In Money Game, I take people through a money manifesting tool that I called, I created called the Money Game. It's it's badass. We've had people manifest tens of thousands. In fact, the, the recorded record is 75,000 in two days. That's mm-hmm. the recorded record. Now, the powerful thing about this is we're not trying to take a big leap. It gives you a strategic way to actually change your relationship to money in distinct phases. And as you change that relationship, you can start to relate to it differently. You can change um, your mindset around it. You can change your emotional relationship. And that opens you up to more. What we find that this does is it really clears the pipes in terms of whatever financial goal someone wants to get to, whether it's getting to stability, whether it's getting to freedom, whether it's getting to abundance. It really lays that foundation so you can climb the mountain and actually get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm happy to include the link in our show notes oh, for, for our listeners. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a gr- great tool. Well, um, for all the time we have today, any last minute thoughts? Um, all I would say is don't take this all so seriously. Um, <laughs> you, you, honestly, because you, your financial situation is probably not as messy as you think it is, or it might be messier than you think it is. So be honest, be fearless in looking at the truth of what it is. Um, I've seen time and time again people thinking that they're broke and they've actually got stuff. One woman didn't even know that she was a more than worth more than one point five million dollars on paper because she's been running away from looking at her books, mm. you know. Uh, and and now she's she's having she's got freedom. She's been she was stressing and what am I going to do? Now she's got financial freedom. Get clarity on what you want and why and where you are. Then you'll be able to move forward. Yeah, I love it. I love it. How um, listeners can connect with you. I know you have your own podcast, so I'm sure there's more gems. Dreamwithdan.com. That's the, the best place to get everything. My podcast, we've got free resources on there, information about anything going on. But dreamwithdan.com is a place to go. Awesome. Fantastic. Again, thank you so much uh, today thank for you. your time, Jen. Thank you. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. 
You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting. And who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.